Hello everybody, and we are back with another edition of Wrestling in a COVID World, where myself and Jim Boy Star, we talk about the latest wrestling news that relates to the pandemic going on, and with us is Josiah, who is from Canada, and uh, Jim, I think it's safe to say that this one might be maybe the most interesting one that we've done because of some of the topics? Well, maybe on the wrestling side, because I'll be honest with you, because we go through the how we're doing personally, and everything's still freaking the same for me. Um, I'm still going to work, even though we were proven we can work from home. Um, I'm more worried now because of the fall coming up. Uh, obviously things haven't been better in the United States, which I'm sure we'll get to a little bit. Um, you know, and you're from Maryland, Josiah, uh, first off, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, all things considered. And Uh, you're from Canada, our Canadian representative who I'm pretty sure is doing much better than we are. And also has exclusive news, I think for a Canadian update. But Bill, why don't we start with this? How have things gone with you? Give us an update. I just gave my update. You give yours, and then ju- we'll jump into Josiah and his Canadian stuff, that news that he has. Um, well, for me, um, on, on a personal level, uh, we had a couple of scares. Um, my brother, who is a police officer went to work and had to perform CPR on someone who got shot and was later informed that that person had COVID-19. So he and his partner had to be quarantined at their house and they did do the tests. Um, Both came back negative, thank goodness. Uh, And he has been sent back at work. Uh, Just last week, my oldest sister came down with a temperature, and she was like this for a few days. I think at one point, the highest temperature she had was like 101, and she got tested, and the test came back a lot quicker than I thought it would. I, I was expecting like Monday or Tuesday, but it came back on like a Saturday. So how long of a turnaround was it? Because I was shocked by it. About 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And she came back negative on her test. And she has been a lot better. Uh, she's act, or she's herself now, which is a good sign. So um, if I had to guess, she probably had a flu or some kind of bug. I, I have no idea. Um But thankfully, she's okay. Uh, Here in Maryland right now, uh, it's slowly getting ready to go back to school. Uh, We had a bit of an issue a couple weeks ago in one of the counties where it was the private schools in this county are going to open with the kids in. And the governor was like, no, you probably shouldn't. And then it went to court. And then the court said... The private schools in the county can be open, so it's going to be very interesting to see how the private schools do, and if anybody ends up getting tested positive, 
for the COVID. And other than that, it's really been about it. So wait, so what's your so what's your status then? You specifically when it comes to schools? Well, I am doing distance learning. Okay. Um we're going to all meet up Thursday uh, virtually. Mm-hmm. And uh we're going to start getting ready. Mm, excuse me. Uh do a couple meetings here and there. And uh we're I, I they're going to offer teachers uh laptops to use that are from the county so i'm going to get one of those to work with and um basic basically it's like you know we're going to do this and we're going to go all the way to the end of january right as of right now it could change to like a whole year or later who knows right um but it, we're we're right now in a good position. Um, I think they might. I, honestly, I feel they should let us know a little bit more. But given what they have, it's probably the best that they can do right now. So. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we switch up to Canada, Josiah. How are you doing in general in your own personal life? And then uh, kind of transition us into, from what I heard. Canada, maybe a month ago, has approved, uh, excuse me if I forget the, if I got the name wrong, uh, Rendesivir? Yeah, something like that. Um, it's not a vaccine. It's actually just a treatment. Uh, okay. But it's, it's one that has been researched heavily. Uh, and it's proven to be an effective treatment. And so the Canada Drug Regulation Boards kind of like the FDA in the U.S., uh, has it's uh, the Canada Food and Drug Administration here. Okay. And uh, they approved it. And that is a very hard thing to do here. Uh, we have very, very, very strict policies on what drugs can be approved or not. It's also why, for example, we don't have advertisements for prescription drugs mm-hmm. in Canada. There's zero advertisement for prescription drugs. It's why the U.S. television is so weird to us. <laughs> uh, uh, but this is one that was approved, and it's uh, apparently very effective. And we've also purchased, pre-purchased, uh, I think, 2 million uh, vials of vaccine from one of the people who were producing it. And uh, Canada is a viable candidate right now that's going through close to stage three testing. The UK does as well. They're in human trials and they're ramping them up to potentially have a vaccine ready for us by October, Mm. uh, which is unbelievably good news. Um, The one in the UK is uh, 80% effective at producing antibodies to that fight the virus it that means it doesn't stop the infection but it does stop you from developing the de- covid mm-hmm. developing right. the disease sure. so that that's a step in the right direction it's not a perfect vaccine but it's a good countermeasure for now and to be fair i don't know if there is ever a perfect vaccine even the flu vaccine gets changed every year based on at least that's what i think right that and, it gets changed every year because yeah. of the 
different strand or whatnot, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they add different strains to it every year. And like the vaccine is always changing for the flu. <laughs> right. It's, it's always being updated with new strains. It's always being updated with new, like H1M1 is in the flu shot now all the time, the, mm-hmm. the, the vaccine for that. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's different ones, but, um, the strain is always evolving with the flu. So yeah, it might be a case of where we just need to keep the vaccine evolving and give it on a yearly basis. But if we get one right now, that's, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Because then we have a lot of time then to figure out more time to figure out without more people, uh, you know, unfortunately suffering from this disease. Exactly. Exactly. And it would reduce the amount of people suffering and it means we can kind of get to some back back to some semblance of normal and get out of this pandemic. Right. Uh, the disease itself might never fully go away, but at least we would be in a position where we can fight it. Yeah. And uh, so, but as far as Canada goes, um, my Atlantic provinces, so that's uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland are all now in a bubble. Uh, meaning we can travel between those provinces freely. We still need to do checks at each border and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we are allowed to travel now. Uh, I was able to go home to visit my parents, oh, uh, which was so great. <laughs> it was the first time I've seen them in, oh, almost a year. So, uh, and when everything locked down, of course, it was very difficult to get home because, well, no one was able to leave. And, uh, so I was able to get home to see my parents, which is good. And they're doing well. And, uh, I, um, I think overall I'm doing well myself. Uh, things are opening up like, like we said here, although we have schools coming back and things like that. And, a lot of people are vying to keep their kids home um, because we're we're still we're seeing very few cases now. They're all travel related. They're not no. There's no community spread anymore. Right. Uh, and it's like you know six cases, and then it goes down to zero, and then it goes to five cases, and then it goes down to zero, and then it goes twelve cases from guys who traveled into work, and then it goes down to zero. Like that's kind of what's been happening here, mm-hmm. at least in my, in my province. Uh, Canada as a whole is doing fairly well. Uh, Ontario is still seeing a lot of daily cases, but it's, I believe they've been below a hundred a day now for quite some time, which is great news for Ontario. Uh, and Quebec is also on the downward slope. So the precautions we took, uh, especially closing down the U S border, (laughs) <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> uh, I, I had to pull the typical Canadian and apologize for that but uh, the truth is the border is staying closed till the end of September and it's probably going to stay closed till the end of the year I mean this uh, is a, sorry. And so and it's proving to be effective and we shut down the borders between the provinces too so <laughs> it's uh, and now it's Atlantic Canada and the rest of the country like Atlanta, Canada is open to where we can travel to with each other, but the rest of the country where we can't go and they can't come to here. Uh, ex- well, there are exceptions. People somehow get get around it, but uh, we are seeing less and less cases. So uh, we're seen to be handling it fairly well. Um, our economy is shaky. 
but that's to be expected. Yeah, yeah uh, but really at this point, I think it's more about how many lives do we save and we protect. And it would be far worse if we opened up everything up and the virus started spreading like wildfire in Canada. Right. And then we end up. That's far worse for the economy than long precautionary shutdowns. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Because people dying left, right, and center is not good for any economy. Right. This is going to be a good transition to talk about the uh, the shit job that we're doing over here. Bill, um, I can't travel to you. Or I'm not supposed to. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. You're in Maryland, and they just put Delaware back on the, the on the list, actually. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't. As of, as of today, it was <laughs> off the list. Now it's back on. Um Along with Alaska, but I don't even know why people would go to Alaska. Um, but that's the other thing that that kind of that bothers me. Like, I, I want look. I go like I said to you guys. I go to work every you know, still going to work, and then coming home and like, there's not much else I'm doing here. I still want. I was like, I want to go somewhere, but all the places that are open are really shit places. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I can go. What am I going to do in Ohio? Yeah. What am I going to do in, I think New Hampshire is okay to go to. Um, And and it's funny because I think California is getting, and maybe I'm wrong, Bill, please correct me, is getting a little bit more serious with things. I feel like they made a mandate. I think so. Whereas Florida just still does not give a fuck. It they seems really like. don't. <laughs> um, Florida, Florida is figuratively on fire. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, uh, at first I was like, you know what? Maybe I'd risk it. Now I'm like, no, not even me now. As desperate as I am. Quick, we need um, to give a Bugs Bunny cutting Florida off the United States. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So now we're we're doing a well. I guess in the Northeast we're not doing that bad, but it seems like everywhere else. Yeah. Um, things things are bad, uh, and it doesn't look like it's gonna get better soon. But I gotta be honest, with you if you found a possible vaccine up there in Canada, I have a little bit more hope that maybe we might get back to things sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's good news. We have people working on it actually out of Halifax, Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Dalhousie University are working on a potential vaccine candidate, and I think the most promising one is the one in the UK. Uh, so far, based on everything I read, um, CBC has been keeping everything updated as soon as there's new information, and it's like uh, once or twice every every month or month and a half, something new comes out about it and how okay, this looks really good. And uh, I think uh, it might have been Bloomberg, but uh, covered it in the U.S. as well how this vaccine. It, in the UK, is a real viable candidate. Right. Uh, and it's been, I think they're manufacturing now uh, in the UK alone up sure. to 2 million, do- 2 million doses now. So to uh, just further test it, and then once it passes the phase three trials, if, if this goes first, if this one gets to uh, full production and it passes all the tests, uh that's going to be the one we use worldwide, and right. not 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 and, and man, of course, there's still going to be work on other ones as well to try right. to make, a, make it better. Yeah, right. But this is a really good start. <laughs> no, absolutely, this is great news, and and it's funny because 
depending what when if if how things go, like I almost feel like, and, and I'm curious what you two guys think is. Let's just say in two weeks they're like, all right, we have it, and we're going to start giving regular people this vaccine. Are you someone that's going to go right away? Are you going to wait a while? Are you going to wait like a month, two months? I think I would probably wait like two or three weeks, but maybe that's just me. Just see if there's any reactions on a real, like, you know, on a significant level from a wide, it. On a wide scale, yeah. Uh, I would, I'm going to wait for improvement, uh, approve, uh, approval from the Canada Drug and Food Administration as soon uh, as they once they say it's good, you're good to go. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Where are you, uh, Bill? Where are you stand? I'm, I'm going to wait. I, I I think what I would do is I'd wait till at least like the first batch of vaccines have been given mm-hmm. to see how everyone is, and then if. Every you know, or if most people say it's turned out good, then maybe I'll go once they have the second one or the third one. I'm gonna wait a little bit. I'm not gonna rush into it. Right. I I think that's fair, uh, especially with something so new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know with human testing because that's what that's gonna be. Yeah. Right. At, at that point, I mean, if it passes two million doses and you see no negative reaction, you know it's probably good for on a wide scale. Um, but like, I'll probably wait for when the flu shot comes out, same, same time, same time, like, mm-hmm. and it usually comes out around November and, uh, at least here. Uh, and then I'd be like, okay, go get my flu shot. And if that's out, I'd be like, yeah, might as well. I feel like the flu safe. shot is definitely more important maybe than every other year Yeah, this year. So people please go and get your flu shot. If you're, um, you know, if, if, you think that you might struggle with something, you know, with this. Especially because if you still have respiratory illness after the virus, mm-hmm. like the flu can be really bad if you get it. So, yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking, Matt, because I was told about that, you know, the flu has symptoms of COVID. And it just reminded me back uh, when this all broke out and I had pneumonia and I was like, they couldn't freaking tell which one it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to really believe that if I did get it again, that, there's that we know more now, you know, in what five months than we did five months ago. Oh yeah, mm. or six months ago, whatever it is, you know, and that maybe I'd be, because like I said, it was it was rough here in March and April. Like, yeah, it's. Uh, I can imagine that it, how rough it was. All uh, you heard for- was constant. All I heard, I, all, one thing I remember is always here is like, obviously, other than me actually being sick, was sounded like constant sirens. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Like for for here, it's always it's been relatively quiet for most of it. But that's because we locked down right away. Right. And uh, and plus we have a smaller population as well. Mm -hmm. So that helps. I mean, my province alone has like 780,000 people like (laughs) it's a very small province uh, in terms of population. So um but uh, yeah, like lots of measures are being in place. Lots of workplaces switched to having people work from home. Uh, I'm working from home for, at least for the rest of the year, uh, unless unless I get a job in a church between now and then, which might happen because uh, I do have an interview soon. But uh, I'm set. My the phone company the phone company I work for uh, doing tech support. We're we're staying home till the end of the year at least. So. Right. Well, good for you. You don't have to worry about that. Unlike some people on this 
podcast. Um, let's get into the wrestling topics, unless Bill has something else to add to his Maryland life no, with COVID. I don't have anything to add. All right. Bill, why don't you lead us with the first topic? All right. New Japan Pro Wrestling returns. Mm. Um, they have they had started off with no fans, and then towards the end of July, they started to allow people in the arena, but it was only a third of the capacity, and they would be pretty much scattered all around. Um, no yelling is what I've heard. They can clap and cheer, but they can't really do some other stuff that they normally would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think New Japan handled it the right way, at least starting it back up with no fans, no audience. Uh, they cleaned the ropes, they cleaned the rings after like two or three matches. And it hasn't really hurt the shows at all. No, it's been still relatively good. I mean, you can question some of the booking decisions made, but New Japan is, yeah, so the rules with the fans were uh, you wear masks, everyone wears a mask. Uh, you're you are distance one third uh, one uh, distance apart and it is unless you come with like a group uh, like if it's a family coming to the show they don't have to sit apart from each other Um, but uh, the social distancing's uh, applied one third of the capacity and uh, yeah there's no cheering or booing there's just clapping and that's very unusual actually uh, because Contrary to popular belief, Japanese crowds tend to be actually, uh, especially New Japan crowds, right. tend to be very loud. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, they tend to be like some of the hottest crowds in wrestling uh, with booing and cheering and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, uh, the show, so the shows have been a little bit weird with the clapping, mm-hmm. but uh, it's all been. Uh, it's all been very fun to watch and everyone's following the rules and the, yeah, they do clean the ring and the ropes and everything else. They take a, an intermission after like three matches, two to three matches and they just disinfect everything. The announcers are social distance from each other. Like the, everyone wears masks uh, at ringside as well. Uh, except for the performers and the referee right. and uh, yeah and uh and the, the amazing thing uh new japan canceled a show when someone had a fever one person on the crew had a mm. fever and they canceled the entire show <laughs> uh stardom had one one of the wrestlers test positive for covid they're owned by the same company new japan and stardom okay. uh and so they canceled an entire show when one person tested positive Whereas you look at WWE and 40 people test positive, the show must go on. Right. Uh, And they're in Florida. And they're in Florida. (laughs) Uh, And it's just interesting to see the difference in response. Uh, I think New Japan has been handling this very, very well. And they they had the coolest thing on the the ring mat, um, on the canvas. Uh, when they came back on the show with crowds, 
it was a big circle that just said, thank you for waiting. Mm. And I thought, you know what? That's a company that loves its fans right there. Um, so let me ask you, so you said just, uh, you know, uh, some creative decisions, not, you know, not great. Would you say that that is affected via COVID? Cause I'm sure it's not all, they might not have their whole roster. Yeah. They're missing like a third of their roster. Yeah. The, almost every single foreigner is gone except for like Zack Sabre Jr. Who decided instead of going back to the UK, he was going to stay in Japan. Uh, and there's like a few other guys that, that managed to be there. And the new Japan USA shows are running empty arena shows in California. Okay. Uh, and that's where some of the other performers are like Kenta is there because he lives in California. Mm. Uh, and, uh, Jay white somehow got in there from New Zealand. Uh, and he's also working the new Japan USA shows. So th they got the guys from new J for, uh, new Japan USA doing their own shows running. They're running a tournament right now. The winner will get a shot at John Moxley in the future for the U S title. Uh, so, you know, they're planning on eventually getting those guys back over to, uh, Japan, but a lot of the UK talent is locked out and right. all the American talent is locked out. So they are, they're hurting right now in terms of that, but, uh, they, they're making moves there. There's no, there's no half measures with new Japan creatively. Uh, they thought we need to do something big. So they turned evil. I mean, his name is evil, so he should be a heel. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, he he turned heel and left Los Angobernables de Japan and joined the Bullet Club. And now he's basically the leader of the Bullet Club, which leaves out Kenta and Jay White. You're wondering where they're at. And what, when they eventually come back, there's going to be tension. It's going to be awesome uh, between the three leaders of Bullet Club. So lots of interesting things happening creatively. Some people are not a fan of Evil as champion so far, uh, but you got to try. Mm -hmm. right. And there's no half measures. They they don't give up uh, after two weeks of pushing someone, like some other American promotions we can name, right. uh, or one in particular one. Sure. Uh, it's also in Florida. That's all, well, yes, that is still in Florida. That's still had 40 people test positive and didn't and, cancel a show. And we'll, uh, still, we'll still be in Florida, which we'll get to later on. Yes. Uh, and but evil, evil is going to be a main eventer now. And he, they're not going to give up on the guy. He, he's not going to maybe he won't be champion going forward, but he's always he's made. He's a made man now. Yeah. He's he's going to be a main event star for the rest of his career. Uh, even if he's never going to be the guy, uh, because, well, we still know it's Okada, even though Okada doesn't have the belt right now, but, uh, yeah, I, New Japan has been fun. It's, it's refreshing to watch their shows because it's just good pro wrestling and, uh, the fans being there clapping and all that certainly adds, uh, adds to the atmosphere. Dill, what is your um, have you been watching New Japan at all? What are your thoughts? Do you agree with Josiah? Or I obviously I have not seen any New Japan stuff, so I've I don't been, really know. I've been trying to. One thing that I think is very unique about the presentation is they don't have right away the English commentary because the the three people that 
do the English commentary are still at their homes right now. But mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be coming back real soon. Um, yes. So what they do is, like, they'll, they'll film the show, and then, like, two or three days later, they'll have the English commentary up, Kevin Kelly, uh, Gino Gambino, and the British guy. I apologize. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, Chris Charlton. Ah, thank you. And, you know, after a couple days of that show ends, they do the commentary and they put it up. So, you know, for the, for the people that like the English commentary, it's probably been killing them not to have that commentary there. But, um, I was surprised when evil turned. I, I was, and I understand why the, the roster is not what it is as of this moment. And you need to make a star. And that's, the difference between what New Japan is attempting to do compared to that company in Florida that's had 40 people test positive and decide, no, <laughs> we're just going to stick with our usual roster of people that can bring us money. Right. Yep. And, yeah, and they they have really tried to make a star out of evil. And, I mean, they did everything. They, he changed his look. He changed his music. Uh, he has this epic supervillain style theme, like, and it's it's very it suits Bullet Club, mm-hmm. uh, and he he is a great fit for Bullet Club. I I think he's a fantastic fit uh, as one of the leaders of the Bullet Club, and every single time, everyone says the Bullet Club is getting stale, and it's just not going to work anymore, and then Ghetto throws uh, a wrench in the in the works. And revives it and somehow makes it fantastic. Like they they have been able to be the top heel group for so long, uh, and there's a reason why they are and why Ghetto keeps finding ways to get them over. But I, I personally I'm a fan of what they're doing right now. Uh, I don't think Evil is nearly as good in the ring as uh, Naito or Okada or any of those guys. But you have to try. And they're trying. And so I have nothing but respect for that. And I and I cannot wait for the rematch between him and Naito to see if Naito will get his title back. Because I'm going to be cheering for Naito. Uh, they have a, a heel I want to see get beat. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my other question for you, because this is part of the format that we're about to, to bring up. I know that you said that there were fans bought back for New Japan Pro Wrestling. But which came first, them or the next company we're going to talk about? GCW has their first fans back for U.S. wrestling. But I'm curious now if they were first or if the New Japan show was first. I think GCW was first. Yeah, I think so. Well, when did the New Japan one happen again? End of July. Well, let's see. Why don't we do this? Well, why don't you look up GCW events. Alright. And that stands for Game Changer Wrestling, by the way. Yep. Have you ever heard of this company, uh, Josiah? Oh yes. Oh yeah. I've uh I've watched a few of their shows before. I actually tend to stay away from their main shows because I don't like Deathmatch Wrestling, which they have on their main shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh but I love when they do uh Bloodsport with uh Josh Barnett uh, every year at WrestleMania weekend. 
It's just they take down the ropes and they just leave the posts up and they had work shoot style. Oh, and so okay. they, bur- they booked uh, Minoru Suzuki against Josh Barnett. Uh, they had John Moxley wrestle on one of them before. Like they, they've done lots of cool things. Uh, it's it's obviously a work shoot, but it's it's right. really fun to watch. They bring in Tom Lawler from MMLW, uh, and they just work MMA style pro wrestling, and uh, it's a kind of a throwback to uh, the '90s in Japan, which it's really fun to watch. So would would you say that this Raw Underground's a ripoff of whatever you're saying? One hundred percent. Okay. Rip off you find things. <laughs> Bill, what did you find? Uh, they, well, they, okay, it's interesting because Game Changer Wrestling had, excuse me, they've had three shows. They had a show in Indianapolis on June 20th. Not sure if it had any fans there. Okay. They had a show at somebody's backyard on the 4th of July. Okay. I might want that, to that one, I think that one did have fans. <laughs> yeah, and then the if we're gonna pinpoint where exactly, I think it's July twenty fifth. They had two shows on the twenty fifth and twenty sixth in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Right, at the that's Garden. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we so okay. So it does sound like it's before New Japan did. So which means Game Changer Wrestling the first promotion to bring back fans. And I don't know if the only reason I'm saying that is because and making it very clear is I don't know if WWE is going to try to spin some way when they bring fans being like, we're the first ones that brought fans back. No, it was game changer wrestling. The same promotion is this not that had John Cena as a part of it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know they're going to try to spin it that way. I know, and I'm so yeah. mad about it already, and it hasn't even happened. They will. They WWE likes to rewrite history. Well, their next show, GCW, is... Oh, Actually, yeah, they got two shows this weekend. Okay, well, I mean, this is getting posted tonight, so uh, it's August 18th at 7.15 p.m. when we're recording this. So what is it? Where is it? Uh, it's in Atlantic City. Okay. They will have... Tournament of Survival 5, that's a deathmatch tournament. Okay. And Jimmy Lloyd's Jersey Shore. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, they, that's one of the wacky shows they do. They also do Joey Janela's Spring Break. See, I'm aware of that one. I've heard of that one. Yeah, because uh, that one was, like, one of the first ones he did was with Marty Jannetty. Yes, uh, that show... That show is a GCW show, actually. If people didn't know, uh, Joey Janela's spring, spring Break is a GCW show. Well, I'm pretty sure Mari Jenny won't be on the next one. No. Um, no. So, <laughs> so, okay, good job, Game, game Changer Wrestling. I mean, it's, it's weird because I feel like it should be getting more press that they were the first show to get fans back but from wrestling media, but I feel like that's, that did not happen. I, I do think, actually, I think the first show is one that had no social distancing at all was the IWAMS show that we talked about last time. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, but that one was, um, that did not go well. And <laughs> let's just say the other companies that are doing shows, they're looking into doing them outside. I think Black Label Pro has a few now. 
and the fans again are social distanced and have to wear masks and, and they're doing stuff like that right uh, so at least they're trying to handle this right but it's uh the indies are are kind of leading the way in the US right that, right now on that right is there any wrestling going on with, in Canada now that I'm thinking about it uh, not in New Brunswick. Um, I can't, because I work with a promotion as their social media guy, I can't say anything if there's any plans. Okay. Uh, okay. I, just to put it that way, um, I'm sure we would love to run before the year is out, but we announced that we're not going to be running until 2021. Uh, so the basically the entire year is gone. Um, yeah. Which is hard it's just for me as a fan like i miss i, I miss my friends from the shows mm-hmm. uh like i haven't seen one of my friends uh oh, well all of them i haven't seen them since uh november of last year some of them mm-hmm. uh like we're talking almost a year now um but there is a, a promotions running in nova scotia and so none in New Brunswick, but some in Nova Scotia. And one of them is uh, the sister promotion of uh, the company here in New Brunswick, uh, Kaizen Pro, is running. And you can find them on IWTV along with Game Changer Wrestling and Black Label Pro and all those other companies, Kaizen Pro. And they will be running a show uh, in a few weeks. And they're doing it in a theater. Everyone will be social distanced and everyone will be wearing masks. So... Uh, and they they change the the seating of it so that the ring is far away from the fans as well. Uh, but it, so it's in a theater with right, like, I've, like, I've like been a movie a theater. theater. Yeah. So uh, if, if you know what a movie theater looks like, that's what it looks like. Uh, it's actually going to look weird. It is going to look pretty darn cool though if they put the hard cam where the screen is, mm. and you get a, a huge crowd. That's just uh, rising up into the sky, so to speak, for an indie show. But uh, I'm very excited to see what that show turns out to be like. Um, but yeah, New Brunswick, not a single promotion is running. And we have like five or six promotions in New Brunswick. So it's uh, it's a bit of hard. It's hard for indie wrestling in Atlanta, Canada right now. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is that we have restrictions on gatherings in New Brunswick of... 50 people 50 is the maximum right now in new brunswick and you can't run a profitable indie wrestling show with only 50 people in the audience and that that doesn't even include the crowd or the crew so like if you include all the wrestlers and the production crew and all that and you're you're talking at the end there when you get all the wrestlers and all all those included you're looking at like 30 people (laughs) so you'd have 20 fans right no no Uh point in running yeah, no, I got you. I, I know what you're saying in regards to that. Um, speaking of fans, although, I, all right, so I was going to try to transition this into this this idea WWE had called Thunderdome. Thunderdome. But but I think but I think what needs to happen first because I obviously WWE is the biggest promotion in um, in the United States, and I don't remember. Like, did we even talk about um, the, like, Lana getting COVID? And, like, I, I don't remember the last thing that we talked about on our timeline in the last episode 
with WWE. I feel like there's stuff that even before Thunderdome that we should be discussing. Uh, well, the people testing positive. I don't think we talked about that, or at least we. I don't think we knew as much as we did. Right. All right. Well, let's let's start with that then before we get into Thunderdome. So there was. People tested positive, and they decided to keep running the show. Bill, why don't you be the lead on this one? Okay. Um, so when they finally were able to get these tests, um, it was about 40-plus people that tested positive. And it was agents, wrestlers, um, non-TV personnel that had tested positive. As far as wrestlers go, the biggest name that I'd seen that did test positive was Apollo Crews, mm-hmm. which is why the match at uh, the uh, what was it Extreme Rules? <laughs> See, I can't even remember the last pay per view. I just like the way you like. No. Well, that's why that match never. That's happened. how. That's how memorable their product is right now. Exactly. Well, Bill, remember, Josiah wasn't here first. Tell Josiah about, on your show, you were talking with Fro about the PW, the Pro Wrestling Illustrator or something like that. Yeah. And how it was saying, like, what's the best pay-per-view? They surveyed the fans, and you guys and myself. We couldn't remember one show from last year. We're like, crap, what really was the best show last year? And I was saying to myself, I'm like, I think I remember Raw Rumble. I know I did a show on it recently. (laughs) That should tell you how bad the booking is. You don't remember anything. Exactly. Whereas I can pretty much recite every AEW pay-per-view to you. I know they have less, but still. Right. So going back to on, on track here, so the other thing was during this time when people were positive, I know I think we knew Renee Young at one point. That's right, because then it led to the friggin' John Moxley, John Moxley situation. That's right. I was who I was somehow like, never tested positive. Yeah, got lucky. Um, he was tested like three or four times. Supposedly, absolutely. Um, who else got? Anyway, but my point is this: is that. I feel it. I think that they were sit, trying to discourage people to not tell anyone that they tested positive. Oh, yeah. They were angry at Renee Young. Right. They were really angry at Renee Young. <laughs> um, so, I, and then I think what happened, if, yeah, because Renee Young talked about it. And then didn't Lana got, wasn't she positive? Or I think we're just assuming she's positive. I guess it was. Yeah, it because. Her- it was her mother that tested positive. Yeah. And then no, but her father, father, and then her father, and then Rusev. And I'm and like, Rusev, yeah. Which so she... one of these four were actually in the most contaminated state on a consistent basis? Hmm. I wonder who started this chain. Yeah. So Lana was probably testing positive as well. Yeah, and that... she just didn't say it because the company's like, don't say shit. And well, part of it is whenever people disappear from TV, just assume they tested positive. Like, I, I would say the exception to that is Daniel Bryan because he, well, Bree yeah. just had the baby, so. And thank, and I think at this point he's probably going to just say, "I'm staying at home until this is over," uh, yeah, because yeah. he's he's immunocompromised himself. 
It's a wreck down there. But yet they still continue to run. And I don't know if they've well, they did change. I thought they did change some things because obviously they were getting a lot of heat for this. I think uh, even Nelson Media uh, was against. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully now they're doing a lot, a lot of testing. Like they're doing testing before every show now and all that. And now the problems have went from, Hey, this virus doesn't exist to it exists, but now our booking still sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't I mean, until they, yeah. Kevin yeah. Owens said something to Vince about people not wearing masks to where they're like, okay, if you're in the audience, you got to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you. KO. Yes. Kevin Owens, a hero. And a nice guy. Having met him, he's a very nice guy. I like the better as Kevin Steen. Yeah. Well, yeah. But um. Fantastic. So, okay, there's a lot. So there was a lot that was going on that we didn't cover in regards to that. Um, I don't know if we. Yeah, we talked about the. We just talked about the Moxley thing. Was there anything else? I mean, they've just been running the performance center, right? Because that happened when? Again. In June. Well, when was that? Yeah, when was that pay per view? That was oh July, July. That's yeah, because that was backlash, right? No, <laughs> it was extreme. Oh, extreme, it was extreme rules. rules horror a horror show. show extreme yeah. rules. Well, they got one part right. It was a horror show. Oh boy, Slammiversary was so good that weekend that oh, there's no. no way they could have they could have uh, topped that. Um, yeah, okay. So I guess we're we're caught, caught up then, and so now. They are introducing this thing this week, apparently, on SmackDown, mm-hmm. which some people, I think, are surprised it ain't just started at SummerSlam, but I think I understand why they wouldn't have started at SummerSlam, because I think they're hoping for a ratings boom. Ratings, yep. yeah. <laughs> because, oh God, Fox cannot possibly be happy with them at all. I don't understand how they would be. Uh, they're still doing good in the demos. Yeah, uh, but not for the amount that they paid for, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. They're still coming out decently uh, on the night. Right. But, I mean, maybe they are because they are actually running consistent programming, whereas I'm sure some of Fox's other TV studios probably aren't producing anything. So maybe I'm wrong. I think they're going to get killed when football comes back. Oh, God, yeah. I hope so. Although, I don't even know. Uh, do you even think football's coming back for a long-term bill? <laughs> I, I think they're going to... Hard, but I don't know if they're going to be able to finish it. Alright, right, so anyway, the Thunderdome, um, Bill, tell people what this is supposed to be. It's my worst nightmare. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I, well, no, because I, when, Bill, when did we talk, was it SummerSlam, SummerSlam 91 we talked about it, or because we did mention this before it was announced, actually. Yeah, some, yeah, we were, it was like, yeah, during that uh, recording, we were talking about, like, how, oh, you know, what if they did something where they had the fans in, but it was virtual? And Yeah, because I heard it from on Pritchard's show, and I was like, oh, God, he sounds like he's thinking about this. Yeah. I so was like, oh. What yeah. it is, for those who haven't heard, is it is an opportunity for us, the fans, to quote-unquote be at the show. Right. And it is called Thunderdome. So they're going to have these LED boards. It's going to be in the arena. I'm not really sure how, you know, like it's going to, obviously it's not going to fill up the entire arena, but it's going to fill up, you know, where you could see it on, you know, like 
at ringside. Right. Um, it's going to be in Orlando at the Amway Center. And they're doing this, as of right now, for SmackDown, Raw, SummerSlam, and Payback. Okay. They are not doing this for NXT. NXT is staying at full sale. Okay. So, what what you have to do, and I've been actually trying to do this. Okay. Bill, I, hold on. Just, just to see. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I will give you... I was going to say I want to give you something if you actually make it on, but now I'm, I'm rethinking that now. All right, but what do you got to do? Go ahead, tell me what you got to do, and then I'll come okay. back to this. To get a virtual seat, or register, this is what it says on .com. Please. Fans can register for their virtual seat to be part of upcoming shows via WWEThunderdome.com. Oh, God, that's a site? Yes, they have a site. And it doesn't do diddly squat. Oh, really? Then how are they having... Wait, it's only... I guess they have 72 hours. Okay. Or you can sign up at WWE's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Okay. Uh, the, the the group that they're doing this with is a, is a group called The Famous Group. Okay. And I've I, never heard of them. I've never heard of them. <laughs> but... According to Brian Alvarez, this this thing that the the famous group has been around for twenty years. So, Doing what? This is the only thing I could think of that they would be needed for. Let me let me pull it up real quick. I want to know what the famous group is for because clearly they're not very famous. If I don't know what they're doing, right. Josiah, do you know what the famous group is? No, I have no idea what the, um, what you're talking about at all. Okay, so Bill, Bill was saying that the Thunderdome stuff is being handled by a company called the Famous Group. Oh, yes. Okay. And Bill uh, is now looking up what exactly they do because I'm like, they I, would I, only be needed for this. My uh, Mike Sempervivi on Wrestling Observer Live found their website and yep, read I'm, what they did. Yep, I'm on that right now. You go, I'll, go ahead and read it because it's, it's very, quite... It's very short. When you inspire and engage a live audience, they become fans. Mm -hmm. For more than 20 years, we've created passionate fans for the biggest brands, venues, and events in the world. We begin working with each of our client partners by deeply understanding their brand, their goals, and their audience. We then execute with award-winning creative, rock-solid production, and proprietary technology. Okay, so it's so they're mostly just screening the people. Bill, I was gonna say I will give you, if you because you said you're gonna try to sign up for this, right? Well, I don't know. I I haven't, I haven't decided yet. Bill, if you decide up for it, and if you could shum, somehow flash your dick, I'll give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> and it's caught on TV. Oh my god. I I'm had to do take it? a drink of water. <laughs> I had to take a drink of water. Bill, are you going to do it? I don't know. Um, I would advise be, against it. Be, but, but Josiah, what is the consequence? I have no idea. Right, there is none. Bill, just do it. 
All right, Bill, I guess you don't need $100 then. That's fine. All right, we'll move on. Pastor Josiah advises against this. Oh, man. All right, Uh, but can, can we bring up a real issue, though, in regards to this, though? Yes. People can show their dicks and tits. Like, what is really stopping that from happening? Tact, hopefully. <laughs> I don't. It just seems hard to enforce this to me. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Well, the truth is, too, we don't know what this is going to look like mm. uh, with fan interactions. It might be pre-approved, like you have to go through some sort of screening process. Right. Um, you might have to know someone who works there, that kind of deal. But uh, also, that the website sounded like something Vince McMahon would write. Just saying about that. Him, him and Kevin Dunn. Oh, that sounds great, pal. Yeah. That's very really good, Vince. That's very really good. <laughs> um, good Kevin Dunn impression. So, okay, so Bill's going to sign up. So what is, um? I don't know, I just feel, like I said, it just feels hard to enforce to me. But I don't know. Like I said, if I just don't understand, what would people need this company for that survived twenty years? Well, I was on their website, and they do mostly sports events. But doing what? I don't understand. Yeah, let me. Like, if you go to their homepage, yes, and okay. You just look at the homepage. They show you like a lot of stuff they do. Like, they do like videos and they'll do like the take a picture put it on something okay okay so i i guess it makes a little more sense then they're basically they're basically a a fancy production company right which is kind of of weird that wwe's outsourcing their own production you're right now that i'm thinking about that is kind of weird i guess maybe they don't have confidence that their own team can do it I don't know. Now, I heard that they're building a roof, apparently. Also, it should be mentioned, they are claiming the Amway Arena until, what, late November? Yeah, it's a while. It's right. at least at least to the end of October right now. Oh, maybe and uh, they got it dirt cheap. They're paying $450,000 for two months, which, you know, $450,000 for one night would probably be yeah. the norm. Uh, and I mean, to be fair to that, to be fair, like that's, that's probably the only revenue that arena is getting. Absolutely. Absolutely. No it's, great. So it's, yeah, it's good for and, them too, I guess. Yeah. And given the last uh, investors call uh, that just happened, WWE made four times as much as they projected right. in, in money. They projected 10 million. They made over 40 in the last quarter. So in that's profit. Uh, which is disgusting given everything that's going on. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're profitable, but they really didn't need to fire all those people. We can go, we can always circle back to that, but, uh, that's just a drop in the bucket of what the money they made. So Mm -hmm. they're, it's a good deal for WWE. And honestly, if it gives the show a bigger feel and refreshes the production a bit, uh, It'll pop a rating for about two weeks, and then things will go back to normal when everyone right. realizes the creative hasn't changed. Right, exactly. But, But, I mean, they're trying something, I guess. Uh, although, as we know, the problem can't be creative. 
it can't be standardized matches that suck. Right. Uh, or having an, or having an Antifa like group on yeah. there. A non-political one. That's not possible. I mean, I'm so mad that they're like, who even, none of that shit makes any sense. And as I said, I believe on our SummerSlam 1991 episode, this is the one time in probably for, in in a lifetime that an invasion angle does not make sense. Yeah. Meaning. And they're all a bunch of geeks. They're all. Well, no, meaning that, meaning that, uh, you know everybody that goes in and out because you know everyone has to be tested. Oh, fair. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. I never even thought of that. That's why I brought up during the SummerSlam show. I thought it was stupid anyways, but it's like, you already know everyone who's there. Right. How, and and we know this in kayfabe because they're testing everyone. Or maybe in kayfabe, the virus doesn't exist. Well, that's yeah, that's the other thing. In, in no, w- kayfabe. Bill, can I uh, can I just mention? So I'm not gonna. Josiah knows this, but I'm asking him not to tell. Before this recording, me and Bill did another recording on a project that we're probably gonna do in the upcoming months. Mm-hmm. Uh, upcoming months. Bill, vouch for me here on that project. Was I not nice and calm and not cursing compared to what I've been doing for the past 10 minutes? He, he was a saint. I'm a totally different person. It's because the other thing made you happy. Correct. I think that is probably what it is. And WWE makes you sad. And actually, to be honest, I'll be honest with you. I'm a sad panda. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. A lot of things AEW has been doing has not made me thrilled, actually, too. So I, I have to be honest there. Okay. You know, like, I think the TA team title tournament was one of the most poorly executed things I've seen in recent memory. The oh, you mean the, the women's one? Yeah. 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 And not putting it on TV was a weird choice. That was. Not only was it a weird choice, what's a weird choice to me is also they want, I think they want to go for Battle Bowl style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, in old Battle Bowls, you always knew, like, who's qualified for it. Here they would just be like, hey, here's this girl. Yeah. She's made yeah. it dumb. And then also the fact that the Nightmare family, who I've been taught for weeks, Brandy hates Allie, are the ones in the finals. Although it was interesting that uh, Allie cheated to get them together as a tag team. Like when they did the draw, Brandy drew her color, and then when the referee looked away, Ali picked up the bag and pulled out the same color. Uh, And then, like I said, I'm just not a big fan of all these, all the ex WWE guys that are now coming in that, like, God, uh, come on. If you're going to sign Zack Ryder, you'd have to have him keep the name Zack so we could have the Zack and Cody tag team (laughs) of changing his name to Matt. Is stupid, and then you actually put a shirt out that fucking is like based on Zach and Cody, which is the joke, but it's not a joke. It's not a joke though because he's Matt now, and it's dumb. You see, I would, and also Matt Hardy being not broken, Matt Hardy's fucking stupid too. Yes, everyone wants broken Matt Hardy. Right, no one wants regular Matt Hardy. I have no idea where that came from. Uh, I want broken Matt. Yeah. Uh, uh, although it is interesting, apparently it was on being the elite uh, because of the chair shot. Uh, Matt has been switching between his various personalities again. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> of the the Sammy Guevara's 
accidental uh, hard way blood on Matt, which was disgusting. That that cut on Matt Hardy's head. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I again, I'm I'm willing to be patient. I don't think we've seen the end of Broken Matt Hardy, but I the, really maybe maybe he just decided the pandemic is not the right time for yeah. Broken Matt, and he needs fans uh, to be able to dive more into the end uh, things to be opened up a bit more so he can film at the Hardy compound and stuff like that. But the Hardy compound doesn't even have fans. So like that doesn't make any sense if that's his logic at all. Well, this the angles to set it up. I don't know. I don't agree. If I'm at, you know what? I'm, I'm inviting Matt Hardy to have a discussion with me. Oh, I want, how much I, I, want broken, <laughs> I want, I want broken Matt. I, I would prefer it on TV than regular Matt Hardy. If you yeah. invite Matt, could you please tell him to keep his bitch of a wife away from us? Wow. Okay. Um, wow. There, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell him that you still has that. heat. I know. <laughs> He has heat with Rebby. All right, going back to the Thunderdome. So, look, the only thing that would be kind of cool, other than, like, people flashing their dicks and their tits, is probably if this Antifa group came and, like... See, I don't know how the setup's going to be. Because if they're all, like, supposed to be, like, on a screen and separate, like, iPads, if the Antifa group comes and destroys them, mm-hmm. that would be okay and kind of cool. Um I don't even know if they're going to use the NT. I guess they have to. You can't just drop it, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, you already started it. You may as well go. Even though, yeah. I mean, there's a way to make it work, in in my opinion. Like, if it was me, would I probably... Does SummerSlam have a slogan? What do I think SummerSlam has? Oh, God. What is it? God, tell me. Because I think that's... coming. All right, so here's what it is. Because then they have a pay-per-view the next week, right? Yes. Here's what you do to make that pay-per-view relevant. You reveal the Antifa group's leader, and then they they challenge um, the rest of the roster for payback, right? Mm -hmm. A three-hour brawl. Well, that's what it's going to be, because what you're going to do is is they're going to have seven Antifa members, and... In all in singles match action, and each match you get a new one revealed, except for the leader, which you'll already know. That's how I would book it because I don't know how you're gonna do anything and build anything for a week. Well, yeah, you're not gonna be able to build anything for a week. Even uh, if you get great creative, I don't think they could do it. Honestly, there's, 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 actually, trust me, you'll never see it coming. My bad. You'll not, ne- but we know the date. <laughs> so we do know when it's coming. Like, what does that even mean, Kevin Dunn? Well, you see, when we came up with the slogan, we, we, we had this idea. We're going to bring a bunch of people in masks, and they're going to wear black, and they're going to destroy all of our stuff. And we're not going to call it Antifa. We're yep. not going to call it Antifa, but it's That's definitely Antifa. Antifa. Retribution. And here's the funny thing. Uh, someone noticed this. Uh, so it's different people under the masks every week so, yeah, so that you can't guess. Uh, and there was a performance center person there that has, I think it's blue blue ends to her hair. Mm-hmm. And she was underneath one of the masks and you could see her hair sticking out. And then the next week she was in the front row and attacked by Retribution. <laughs> oh, I, 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 well, I wouldn't have seen that, but all right. 
so so someone noticed that, uh, and uh, I'm laughing because it's like, you you know they have no idea who's under these masks, right? No, they, absolutely. They, they don't know. They don't know who the leader is. They don't know. They have no idea. They're just doing this to do it, and no end game at all. Whereas, at least with uh, AEW, while the Dark Order got off to a rocky start, I think as soon as they got the chosen one or the exalted one mm-hmm. uh storyline going i think they had two or three options that could have worked and they went with one and they stuck with it from the very beginning and they had a direction uh even if you don't like the direction they had a direction and they followed through at least yeah. no you're right i agree with that because i definitely don't like that now there's a woman that's part of the group i don't think that was necessary or from what i read i don't think i actually saw it uh, Anna J. Uh, yeah. I actually, I actually like it. Uh, I think, I think it shows like they're a, they're a cult that's trying to recruit everybody. I guess. Uh, uh, although they hate the word cult. <laughs> Even though it but, doesn't cult cabana, it's sure say cult c u l t cabana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That, that's how much they hate it. And the the stuff on TV with cult has been really good as well. Like how he, how he keeps taking Colt aside so Colt doesn't see any of the dastardly things yeah. they're doing <laughs> like that. It's just like it's just really really compelling storytelling. Now go kill go go kill those guys in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? The fan? How do you think this is going to all work out in the end? Like, do you think the fans are? Take away the, the product itself, like the, the creative. Do you think that it will make a difference production-wise um, for these fans to be on LED screens? I think it's going to be more annoying because I think the worst part about WWE in 2020 are the fans, as proven by me watching all that SmackDown with no fans and being like, this is okay. Uh, I hope it's cool. That's all I'll really say. I won't be watching. Mm. I I haven't I haven't watched anything since WrestleMania, because after they fired those people, I was like, I'm done. Uh, I canceled my network. I haven't looked back. Mm. But, uh, but I'm gonna be curious. Like I, I at least with that, I hope it's cool. Don't worry. You can watch the the free WWE Network. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what's and on there. Check out W. Actually, I mean, I'll see you. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a a a, a bold statement here Ooh. to everyone. I think everyone should try free WWE Network, even if you already. Because here's why, in my opinion, I think I'm watching more WWE Network now that it's free, because you're only offered, as Bill knows, a certain amount of major pay-per-views, yep. and you don't even know when they leave. There's no pattern to this. I still can't figure it out. Um, but, like, it's so nice to see them. You're like, oh, ooh, Road Wild 1998's on there. Let me throw this on. When you have an entire library, you don't get excited for that because you always know it's always going to be there for you if you want it. It's such a different feeling to me. Hmm. It's almost like the old WWE On Demand channel. Yeah, where you're thrilled. We're like, oh, my God, this is on there. Oh, I got to sit and watch this because I don't know when it's going to be gone. I think everyone that currently has it should give it a try for at least one month. Just saying. 
Uh, thoughts? Either of you are very quiet. <laughs> uh, really, for me, I, I when it comes to that kind of stuff, uh, I'm pretty much only watching retro things anyways. Mm. And I have tons of retro wrestling uh, through uh, like tapes and things like that that I can mm. watch. So it's like I don't really... I don't really need the network. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but... what are you going to do? Watch the best of Alexa bliss, which should only be like a half hour long. <laughs> it better be her promos only. <sighs> Not kidding. Bailey, this uh, is your life. Although to be fair, Alexa bliss is part of one of the best things going on in WWE. People beating up Alexa bliss. <laughs> that is the best Ooh. thing going on right now with the fiend and Braun Strowman. And to be fair, she is much better in the ring now than she used to be. She's she's fine. She's fine. I think she's terrible. I think she's like the new Melina. And I thought terribly of Melina. Oh, that's that's mean. (laughs) It's deserved. It's a it's a little too mean for me. uh, Because Melina. And she stole four (laughs) hundred dollars. Well, she did. I don't care what anyone says. I was arguing with Ross about this the other day. And I was like, she stole that man's $400. Anyway, let's go back to the screens. How many screens are there going to be, Bill? If I had to guess, I'm going to guess at least 1,000. That, that's a guess. I have no idea. But here's my question. So the screens, are they going to be around the ring? Are they just going to be on the ringside area? Are they going to be spread out through the entire arena? Is it just one big screen and then... It's little screens within that big screen. That's what I don't understand. Screenception. Yeah. (laughs) It's a takeover. Yes. Of just screens. (laughs) I I don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. All right, Bill, is there anything else we should know about Thunderdome before we we move on, other than the fact that you're going to apply and try to... You know, <laughs> um, if you dress in post-apocalyptic uh, gear like Mad Max, then uh, you'll be able to be on every week. What? No, what? Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, are they offering cosplays <laughs> now? Tina Turner will be there. That went over my head for a little bit. There went over my head. Still, I think. Oh, jeez. All right, so now, you know, we were talking, I was ran a little bit about AEW, but they are getting some heat for a Chris Jericho concert. Um, yeah. So he performed in Sturgis, which there's some heat there because, you know, it's Sturgis. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I don't is I don't know if Sturgis is over now. I think it is. I think it is. So it's going to be interesting within the next week to see if there's a spike in cases because of it, because more than likely it's, it, pro- it might not have hit the people yet at this with, point. With 250,000 people and mo- no one social distancing, you have to think there's going to be a spike. Right. Um, so Chris Jericho threw a concert uh, somewhere in, in as one of the Sturgis um, festivities. Uh, he did not have a mask. He um, you know, just did a performance. And then he went and fought Orange Cassidy, some people think that he should have not been fighting Orange Cassidy. Uh, he would claim, I believe, that he was tested like eight times or something like that. What do you guys and think? 
And that may be true, but the virus doesn't show up right away. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, if you're in a situation like that, you should probably be self-isolating for two weeks after. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, and I, I, like, I love Chris Jericho as a performer. Uh, I've met the man. He's very, very kind, very good to his fans. Uh, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But I'm also uh, aware that he's not immune from criticism, and I think what he did was pretty dumb. If you ask me, yeah. uh, I, I think it was pretty stupid. And uh, I think he's been pretty stupid about it. Um, but I still love the guy as, as a performer. But come on, man. Bill, what are your thoughts? I See, this is like such a weird topic to say like if he if you think he's right or if he's wrong mm-hmm. i mean i i think first off the people that were there should have had masks on obviously right. um if he, i would have been okay if he had done the concert if he had had a mask on i think mm-hmm. if he had the mask on we don't have this talk you're probably right. Right. But because he and Fozzie go on stage, do the show without any protection on, it's a big concern. And I think a lot of people have every right to be concerned of, you know, are they going to get sick? Are the people that were there going to get sick? I mean... It, it it's a two way street where there's no winner on this argument, right? Uh, yeah, like really, uh, all you can say, right or wrong or whatever else, uh, they were just it was dumb. It was that's like like that's really the only thing I think I can say about it is just that it was dumb. Um, okay, Bill, I believe you had another topic or two that you want to add last minute. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, uh, I, I do have a topic, and when I saw the list, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to, to put this on the list. Ring of Honor is coming back. They mm. are going to do show. They're, they're going to do tapings uh, in Baltimore, and it's going to be uh, a, basically a bubble environment they're not going to have audience in um they have asked different experts about what they should do like for testing and all that and all the performers that they're going to have have been asked to to stay in quarantine for two weeks okay and then they should be they should be taping sometime in the next few weeks with the new shows airing in September. Okay. And one of the things they're doing, because they had promoted this before the pandemic even began, was they are doing a tournament to crown a brand new Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Mm -hmm. And they listed the participants, but, I mean, you guys can look it up, but the fact that now Ring of Honor is coming back, after being off six months, I know it's sort of flying under the radar, but it is sort of big news because 
they are the last, or one of the last, of the major U.S. promotions to come back and start producing new content. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they're taping eight weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're making sure all the talent can self-isolate for two weeks. They're making sure that like, everyone's going to be quarantined. They're in their bubble, mm-hmm. and they're not leaving. Uh, like, the protocols they have in place, they're testing everyone. They, out of all the pro wrestling promotions in North America, they're handling it probably better than anyone else based on uh, everything that they laid out, um, which I take as a very positive thing and hopefully will get generate the right kind of buzz for Ring of Honor, that they're taking the right kind of precautions. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like they're learning from their partner, New Japan, as well. Uh, it's just that they won't be running live, which is fine. I, I don't think any promotion should be running live right now. I think everyone right. should be taping eight weeks. Do you know how much WWE would be better if they had taped eight weeks in advance? It couldn't change anything. Right, that's the whole, yeah. But, like, the the TV, I expect, is going to be very good. Uh, And I'm interested to see what it's going to look like. Uh, I'll be back to watching Ring of Honor TV when the new episodes start. And I want to go back to something, Jim, you had said uh, a while back. Not not Mm -hmm. on air. Okay. Because... When I did the the question from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of the questions that was asked was, which wrestling promotion do you think has handled this pandemic the best? And your answer was Ring of Honor, because they did no shows at all, (laughs) and they paid everybody. They They paid everybody. For six months. Didn't, and they didn't fire anyone. No, they did not fire uh, anybody. A, f- a few contracts did expire. Yeah. But, and, and they and did let them expire. Choice, you know, it was the wrestler's choice if they wanted to resign or not. Mm-hmm. Right. And, well, I mean, I have criticism of, again, Bully Ray just getting let go. And we never got a resolve on the Bully Ray versus fan situation that these this company successfully swept under the rug. Sort of like how I feel right now about Velveteen Dream, but that's another story. Did you read Triple H's response to that? Um, no, I don't. I think I might have seen that he got, had one, but I didn't bother reading it. Why? What did he say? Did he oh. did he somehow did he somehow make it about him? It, no, no, but it's it's gonna it's gonna make you angry. It's really? pretty bad. Uh, can we, it was can a, we it was pull a it up then? Well, it was I a while I read the 16 people that are going to be part of this Ring of Honor tournament, read um, someone pull up the Triple H thing. By the way, speaking of that, um, Ring of Honor has completely suspended Marty Skrull, and he's been removed as head booker. Okay. Because what of did... the, the stuff about speaking out. Oh, okay. All right, PJ Black. I don't think I know some of these names, by the way. PJ Black, Tony Deppin, David mm-hmm. Finley... Jonathan Gresham, uh, Jay Lethal, Rocky Romero, Matt Seidel, Tracy Williams, Josh Woods, and Wheela Utah. I probably don't know half of those people. I don't. I know every one of them except for the last one, and that's a really good tournament. Mm-hmm. Did someone try sending you something? No. Okay, no. I, mean, I, have, I have the statement. All right, let's hear it. What did the nose say for himself now? Okay. 
<laughs> you know, in this day today, accusations are made and you take them all very seriously. You look into them the best you can and you find out what is there and what isn't. In this situation, Clark was also involved in a car accident. That's what took him off TV. In the moment, all this other stuff happens and you look into it and you find that there is a situation that people bring to everyone's attention. You look into it and find that it is what it is and there's nothing there. Everything that we have done, we are comfortable with him continuing to do what he does and everything else. But he had a car accident. It stemmed down to people thought we removed him from TV for different reasons. We didn't. He was in a car accident. Okay. Once he was medically cleared to be able to return to the ring from his car accident. Oh my, why did you say car accident? We continued forward the way we did. We looked into what was there and we didn't find anything. From his car accident. Right. And guess what? what? They didn't interview any of the alleged victims. Mm-hmm. So All the alleged victims were pissed. So, how can you say you looked into it and not talk to the victims? How? I will say this, though. Unlike Ring of Honor, at least WWE chose a side. Ring of Honor was too cowardly to even choose a side on their thing. With Bully Ray and all that, yeah. 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 I would even be okay, like, I have my opinion of it, but even if mine was wrong, I'd be like, all right, at least at least you made a judgment against somebody. Ring of Iron didn't do that. And I'll forever be disappointed them for that. With, with that being said, they certainly seem to have made a judgment against Marty Skrull. So, That's true, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I at least give them that uh, for now. We'll see. Or maybe, oh, well, God forbid... They keep him off TV and they just for like six months and then just bring him back and hope it blows over. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Mm-hmm. I'd be very I'd be very disappointed, though, uh, after the stuff that came out about Marty. It's like, yeah, you should probably let him go. Mm-hmm. Probably let him go. All right, Bill. And then what was your other topic? Because I thought you had another one. No, that was. That was just it. Oh, that was just it. Okay. Josiah, do you have anything before we uh, head out of here in a few minutes? Nothing I can think of outside of, um, just to reiterate what I was saying, I am looking forward to watching Ring of Honor's TV. They did promise some big things, so I'm, I'm interested. And ROH always has logical booking, even if you don't agree, like, even if you don't agree with their direction, at least it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the direction never, the direction never leaves me wondering why did you do that? Because uh, you know, I can always see the logical point A, B, C, D, E. Even if I disagree with points A, B, C, D, and E, at least it's going to be logical and easy to follow. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, like I said, I'll you know I'm thinking about checking out the Thunderdome. We'll see how that goes. I'm not. It'll be one of those things, if I'm home, great. If I'm not, then I'm probably not going to make the effort to go see it. Um, Bill, are you going to apply tomorrow? Mm, I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Are you going to do what we talked about here? No. Do you not want $100? No. Okay. All right. All right. I see how it is. Um, 
All right, you can catch me at That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter, and That's Podcasting.com. Uh, what's our um, what's our Sunday summer series thing this Sunday? Oh, yeah, isn't it A Cold Day in Hell? Yep. And who's on that bill? Josiah. What a coincidence. That's right. Why don't you give some hype, Josiah, to your A Cold Day in Hell air date? If you well, remember what you talked about, because it was months ago that we recorded it. Well, I remember it was fun. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you buried Ken Shamrock repeatedly. So. <laughs> he is terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking forward to hearing it back, because uh, I can't remember all of it. Uh, but I do remember the pay-per-view, and I had a lot of fun on the show with you guys, as always. And uh, it'll be fun once it's released. Mm-hmm. All right. And just, I want you to give some final plugs for yourself and then Bill, give some final plugs and let's head out of here. So give me a follow on Twitter at WR underscore central. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch there too, where I've been taking a break lately, but I do like to stream some video games as well. What do you play? Uh, what do I play? Pretty much anything that just on whim. Uh, I don't have one specific game that I, I play. Uh, one of these days, if when I have a little bit more time in my schedule, I'll get down to actually having a streaming schedule, and uh, like I'll have a day where Mondays will be this game until I'm done it, that kind of thing, or something like that. How good are uh, you with completing games? Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, I. You're like the anti-Rowdy Russ. He never finishes anything. I, if it's a game I really like, I'll play it until I'm done for like five days straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, not literally five days straight. What I mean is like, I'll play it for an hour or two every day until I'm done. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, so just check me out there. You may, you may, if you enjoy games, I think, uh, probably going to go back to the last of us at some point and try to play through that mm-hmm. for the first one. Uh, cause I never really finished my playthrough of that. And uh, that's a fun game to play when you get people's reactions to the story that never seen it before that kind right. of stuff. Uh, and I tend to play more driven games. I'm not much of a shooter, like a shooter type game or anything like that. I, I like those games, but I did, I don't see the appeal in me streaming it. I like to to uh, stream a story that the viewers can latch on to. Sure. And uh, they can follow along with me and be shocked at the revelations and those kinds of things. Great. Now let's give your plugs and then let's head out of here. What are you doing on your show this week? Uh, this week we are going to preview SummerSlam and TakeOver 30. Uh, plus, I'm going to uh, act... Oh, that's probably far right there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Is that WWE calling you about your spot from Thunderdome? I know, right? Um, no, we're going to take a look at some of the taglines of SummerSlam's past, and we're going to see if Bro and I like them or not. Okay. I don't know if I remember too many taglines, to be honest with you. Maybe if I really thought about it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the one for 97, because that was a really good SummerSlam. I know that was in New Jersey because I was there, yeah. but I don't remember that the was, tape. It was a uh, Bret Hart and Undertaker in the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. Follow me on Instagram at Mister Billiam eighty five. And as Jim asked and I told, check out that wrestling show each and every Friday. 
Thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you all again real soon.